V'yitem ha'elikim etal ha'shamayim. May God, here the name being used, ha'elikim, give you from the dews of heaven. And the Medrash explains what was in this brach of Yitzchak, mital ha'shamayim zemikra. That's Tersha B'chsav. Umishmane ha'aretz, the fat of the earth, zemishna. Rav Dogon, the many wheat, Talmud Gemara. Vetirosh, Yayin, the wine, is Agada, the stories of Torah. Meaning that the Medrash explains that the entire bracha of Yitan Kim that Yitzchak gave to Yaakov was a bracha of Torah. And we have to understand why did he have to give him a brach of Torah? Torah was given to Israel at Matan Torah, and the beginning of from the beginning of creation, Hakadosh Baruch Hu made a tnaya condition with creation that Klal Yisrael would accept Torasi. That was the whole kavan of creation. So why did Yitzchak have to give this brach of Torah? Also, we have to understand why it says "Vitan Kim, the name Elikim. Seemingly, it should say "Shem Havaya." We know always all the blessings and revelations of God's lighter "Shem Havaya." Why does it here say the name Elikim? In order to answer and understand these, we have to preface what we learned at the end of the previous Mimra, where we began learning the Indian that the Zohar explains that the Eden, the Ayin, that aspect of God's essential pleasure and self will be given And the Zohar says, what does it mean? It will be given Those that squeeze a word of wisdom and finally scrutinize it. And we learned in the previous Mimra because when it comes to learning Torah, the most important is toiling and looking deeply, meaning that one doesn't understand the first time one learns. The opposite, one has a lot of questions, and through the questions, one comes to a deeper depth, and we learned that that's much greater than one who's smarter and understands it right away, because that's the essential first trickle of Chachma or Yosher, the first revelation, the puddles and lakes that are on the surface, the chachma that's already revealed in the mind. And therefore, that type of person doesn't come to the depth of seichel, amita se'inian, like that one comes to through yegiyah, because then one comes to higher levels of mind, deeper levels of chachma stimav, deeper of koychamaskil, of, of wisdom that are deeper than the surface of, of the mind. That's what we learned in the previous mimer. And the Zohar is saying that that's the Yasla Machakalai, those that learn Torah in such a way will get the Eden, will get those deeper essential aspects of God. But that means, according to that, that Yegiya, that toiling in Torah, is the way to get to that essential level of Hashem, meaning that toil, that Yegiya, the need to work hard to learn Torah, is the way to get to the deepest level of Hashem. But how could that be? That Yegiyah B'Torah, that working hard to learn Torah, is something essentially positive. It's known and brought in the Kabbalistic books that the whole Indian of Yegiyah B'Torah, that having to work hard to learn Torah, only began through May Meriva, when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, that quote-unquote mistake, whatever you shall call it, that Indian of Moshe hitting the rock, that was Mechadish, that the Svarim teach began the new thing that now we have to have Yigiyah, we have to toil to get the truth of Torah, because what Hashem told Moshe was to speak to the rock, and the Medjur says that the Yalkut says Hashem was saying to just learn Torah, speak words of Torah, then we wouldn't need to toil to get Torah, but now that he hid it, 
The Tikkunay Zoyer says if he would not have hit it, Yisrael wouldn't have to be Matriach Tircha. And the Tanoim and Mamaroim and Tershabalpeh, which is the rock, the water would come out without any questions, without any arguments. The Zohar is saying that the whole Indian of arguments and questions and searching for wisdom began because of Namosha not speaking to the rock, but instead hitting it. Vainian, who the reason that seemingly there shouldn't be a need to toil, to hit, to get toir, because toir is eitz hachayim be'etzem, eitz chayim ilamachzikim ba, eitz hachayim. Toir is essentially the tree of life, and in the tree of life, there's no mixture of anything negative or psoilus, any refuse. Umemela, there shouldn't be anything concealing or hiding toir, and the truth of the light of toir should be accessible without any gear, without any bother and tircha at all. And that's why Hashem said, just speak to the rock. Just learn Torah with speech, without having to work hard, like we learned in the previous mimer of speaking. What's the reason that, Lamaisa, we do need to speak words of Torah? In other words, even without the hitting of the rock, we would have had to speak. We would have had to get the light of Torah, at least have to speak, which seemingly is also some kind of thing one has to do. But like we learned in the previous mimer, when it comes to the flame that's concealed in the coal, that one doesn't have to work hard and hit it, one just has to blow on it, meaning that the secret of accessing something that might be hidden at first glance, but it's a helam shiyeshnebimetzias. As we learned in the previous mimer, it's a hiddenness, but it exists. The secret of the way Torah was supposed to be received, the secret of how God's light is supposed to be received in a way of blowing, because we're, or, we're, we are a ruach. Memalala, the secret of us is the speaker, the one that speaks with breath, and the breath of the Medabra Divrei Torah, that's how Torah was supposed to be brought from its source. Me'ahelem elagili, from concealment to revelation, like the ten spheres are also in the Sefi Yitzira, likened to the flame that's in, hidden in the coal. And so to Torah, if it wasn't for the hitting of the rock, the way we would have channeled the light of Torah would be just to speak. But through Moshe hitting the rock, the Torah descended and got enclosed in Eitz Hadas, in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The Torah, not that the Torah Halila changed, but that the Torah got enclosed, took upon itself the garments of the tree of knowledge and good of evil and evil and evil where there's a mixture of psoilus, of refuse and garbage that completely conceal and hide the light of the truth. Therefore, now we have to toil, there's yegi and tircha, until one could come to the truth of the Indian. And therefore, that, that the Rebbe Shab finishes his question, that, that we have to have yegi b'toyreh is an oinish, is a punishment, the result of that, so to speak, mistake of hitting the rock. So how could it be that we learned in the previous Mimer that the only way to come to the ultimate truth and the ultimate deeper levels of consciousness, is digging, is yagia, thinking hard, and that's even greater than somebody that is simply smart and get it the first time. If it's simply just receiving the light, then simply it should be that if a person's smarter, that they get it right away. That's how you get to the ultimate truth. But we learn that it's dafk, it's only through digging and working hard and yagia and really straining oneself. That's how one comes to the truth. How could that be? That one could only come to truth through something that seemingly was a punishment. Yagia was a punishment for Moshe hitting the rock. But the truth is, who the Rebbe Shab says, that the same thing where we see that the only way to come to more truth, deeper levels of 
wisdom and even higher levels than that. The only way to come to that, that we came to that, was through this seeming descent of the hitting of the rock, this punishment. We see the same thing when Chazal speak about the difference between Luchas Rishonis and Luchas Achronis, the first tablets and the second tablets, because seemingly a Matan Torah, the Jewish people on the Madrig of Tzadikim, they were on the highest level, the, at Har Sinai, Paskazumas, and all the filth of the snake was completely taken out of them. So they were on a completely high level, and then after Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf, the Zuama, the filth came back. And therefore the second tablets were given through Tshuva, which were they, why, why were they were given on Yom Kippur, the day of Tshuva and forgiveness of sin, and yet... The zuama, the, the filth was not completely stopped and we still have the negativity in us and there still needs to be a beer or a refining. And so seemingly the second tablets were seemingly given to us on a much lower level when we still needed to be rectified, when the zuama, when the darkness, when the need to be nizbara was still in us. That's when the second tablets were given and yet, umikomakim, we see Chazal say in the Medrash Rabbin, Parshas Kisisa, after Moshe broke the tablets, Chazal bring the Pasuk in Eov and Job. Listen to this Pasuk. I will tell you about the hidden levels of Chachma. That the double through the hiddenness or the way to get to the hiddenness of Chachma is the Kiflayim, the Tushia, the twice, the doubleness. That's how one comes to salvation or to weakening. And the Medrash says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, don't worry about the first tablets that you broke. The first tablets only contain the Ten Commandments. And the second tablets, Aninoisenacha, Medrash, Halachais, Vagadais. That somehow the first tablets would have been just the Aser Sadibris. The first tablets would have just been the Ten Commandments. That would have been the Torah. And Dafka, by the breaking of the tablets, the second tablets, Hashem says, now I'm also giving Medrash, Halachais, Agodais, the whole Torah Balpeh that we have. Ulachayra, that's not understandable. The first Luchas were on a much higher level. As the Gemara in Erevin says that if the first luchas, the first tablets weren't broken, Torah would never have been forgotten from Yisrael. Then we would never be able to forget Torah. The only reason we can forget Torah now is because we don't feel that Torah is all the face, the inwardness of Hashem. And that's how why the first tablets were all face from all sides. It was all face. And no nation would have been able to rule over us if that inwardness of Torah would have shined. And that was the level of the first tablets, the first luchas, that no nations would have been able to conquer us. And even though that even now, even now that's true, that a ben and a person that learns Torah is still a ben and a person that learns Torah now, could also tap into that truth of Panim, that Torah is the face, as the Rebbe Shab is going to explain in later Mamorim. So even now you still have that aspect of Torah, that it's the face, the inwardness, the Kulei Panim. But that's only one who learns Torah now. But by Luch, if you learn Torah, you're a ben and you're that ultimate freedom, you tap into that freedom of the face, the Panim of Torah. But in the first Luchis, if they wouldn't have been broken, what the Gemara and Erevin is saying is that no nation would have been able to overcome Klal Yisrael because it would have shined the truth of Tyrus. So we see that the level of the Luchis Rishonis, the first tablets, are much greater than the second tablets. And the Arizal on the Kutei Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu, through the sin of the golden calf, descended and only had one thousandth 
of the level that he had before Raid Megadulos Khani only gets it back on Shabbos. That's what the status of the second tablet says, and also since the second tablet's Moshe Rabbeinu himself made, and the Luchas Rishonis Hashem made, how could it be that Dafka through their breaking did the Jewish people receive that much more Torah Medrash, Halach and Agoda? And the truth is that it's already found in the Gemara Nedarim, Dafchav Bezamot Bez, that Il Moli, that if Klal Yisrael would not have sinned, it would only have been given to them Chamisha Chumshitayr and the book of Yoshua, the five books of Moshe and the book of Yoshua. That's the whole Torah we would have gotten if there would not have been sin. Shenemar, as the Postuk says in Koheles, Ki Beroiv Chachmoroiv Kas. That the Rav Chachma, the many levels of wisdom, come through anger. That therefore the Reboi Torah, the quantitative and qualitative great amount of Torah, was dafka through sin. Ulechera, how could that be? Is the Chayta Niskar a sinner then earns, which we know Chazal always don't want a Chayta Niskar that a sinner should earn, that through sin there's added Torah. In other words, the Rebbe Rasha begins by saying that through quote-unquote sin, comes Yegiyah B'Torah, the ability to access deeper levels of mind. And through quote-unquote sin, the Torah itself has much more Ribuy Torah, B'Rav Chachma, Rav Kas. How could that be? What does that mean? V'Ainyan Hu. And now the Rebbe Rashab quotes, based on his father, the Rebbe Marash's Mimer, which this Mimer is based on, but, but the Rebbe Marash himself quotes from the Alter Rebbe in Torah, or the Shavuaz Dika Mimer, there's a famous Mimer in Parshas Yisro, B'chodesh Hashlishi, and now the Rebbe Shab brings, the, the Rebbe Marash bring this Indian from Torah, or, so I'm just going to quickly brief mention the idea that the Rebbe Shab wants to bring this idea from Torah, or the idea that he wants to bring from it is that one of the main functions of Torah is to weaken, is to rectify, is to overcome the negativity and the darkness of the nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul. That part of the reason that Torah was given, or more than just part, one of the main reasons, was to make a biror, to rectify the animal soul. That's one of the main reasons the Torah was given down here below. And that is going to be the bottom line of the Mimer and the entire Hemshech. That it's true that Dafka going down into the deep levels of darkness and Torah bringing God there is how one reaches the most essential essence of God, which is the essential pleasure of God himself. That is going to be the idea, Taka Elikim. But now the Rebbe Shabbat, in order to bring this, explain this idea that the purpose of Torah is to rectify that place of sin, the place of Nefshabamas, the Rebbe Shabbat now brings from Torah or as follows. That he nay... There's a Pesuk in Malachi, which is one of the most fundamental Pesukim of Chassidus Bechlal, that Chassidus brings all the time. The Pesuk says like this, Ani havaya loishanisi v'atem b'nei Yaakov loichalisem. I havaya have not changed, and you, children of Yaakov, have not kalisem, have not the seeming, the simple meaning is you have never become destroyed. You've never, you've never been Kalisim. You, you, the children of Yaakov, also never became extinct. You, children of Yaakov, because I, God, have not changed. So the simple meaning of the Pasuk is that God is saying that just like I'm eternal, I, God, have not changed. You, children of Yaakov, will never become extinct, will never be wiped out. 
But Chassidus speaks a lot about the first words, Ani Havai I, God have not changed. And Chassidus explained this literally, especially if you look in Tanya chapters 21 and 33, that Ani Havai means literally the meditation that God never changes. And we say to God, you are the same exact God before the world was created, and you are the same exact after the world is created without any difference at all, at all, meaning God is the exact same only thing that exists, just like before the world was created, He was the only thing that exists exactly now. You also, God, are the only thing that exists with no change at all. I, God, have not changed, because all of Seder Shtalshlus, all the worlds, are only one little faint glimmer that has absolutely no significance at all to Hashem to Hashem at all, just by way of example, like a king that rules an entire country just by his name. A king sits in his room, plays in his bathtub with his rubber ducky, and millions of people conduct their lives by the name of the king. So the king's light, his revelation, his name, his glory is running an entire country, but it has no significance to the king. The king is sitting in his room and is not being changed by it at all. And so to all the worlds are only Shmei Levade, only the name of God, only the external light of God. Of God. Or by way of example, like we say in Davening, to explain that the re- relation of the worlds to God is not just like a name, just like a revelation, like the king's name and revelation running the entire country, because Sof Kosof, the name of something is at least revealing something about someone, like the king, his light, his glory, is his kingship. So when you speak about God's light and kingship, it's at least a revelation of God, and there's some kind of revelation of God's kingship in the worlds, and there's worlds that live in such a way. But there's then in Davening, we say another step. I'll we compare the worlds to to something you make with your hands. When you make something with your hands, how much of what you are is enclosed in that? You make like a little project, an arts and crafts project, there's a little barely any of your life forces in that, and that's how much all the upper and lower worlds are to Hashem. And therefore, by meditating on how little significance all the worlds are, that God is Imkamakar Chaim, that all the world, the source of life of all worlds is only Batal, is nullified to God, they're only Imcha with God. And if one meditates on this, one shouldn't want any worlds, even the highest spiritual worlds of Ganadin, one, one should one any rays of light, not Gan the higher or lower spiritual worlds of Ganadin and not the next world. One should only one Ain Sof the very essence of the Ain Sof, because one understands that all the worlds are only a ray and a glimmer, and God changes not at all from their creation. He remains exactly the same. So why should what should one want? A faint glimmer that's removed or the essence. Iker um makar hakol, the most important and source of everything, and that's what the Navi, that's the first part of the Pasuk, But then the Rebbe Shab, then the, that brings from the Alter Rebbe that he says there in Avoidadik in, in what does that mean to us? What, that's what it, Hashem, that Hashem doesn't change. But the Prophet is then asking the deeper ways of reading the end, second end of the Pasuk is, Atem b'nei Yaakov 
You children of Yaakov, even after you meditated that you didn't come to you didn't leave and expire your, from your physical world out of love of God. You didn't come to such passionate desire to cleave to God. By meditating that God doesn't change and all the worlds are only a faint glimmer and ray, you should want to only have dvekus and connect with God's very essence. And so the Navi is asking, you don't have place in nefesh, you don't have the passionate desire of the soul to leave the body. How could that be? And the answer is because B'nai Yaakov, because you're children of Yaakov, and Yaakov has the connotation of being okof halev, meaning weak, having a weak soul, that our divine soul doesn't have the power to go out of its prison, of its sheath, to be able to... De- meditate properly on godliness to be able to really feel in our soul and to be moved by godliness because I became so weak through my strength, leave through my sin through sin we become weak and our soul loses its power like the Navi says your sin separates between you and your God and the possessive Elikeichem is Elikus Shebenefesh, like we say Hashem Elikeinu. The name Elikim is how God is supposed to contract Himself to become Mamish within you. Like God contracts His light to be able to be enclosed in the Oren, that the Shechin is Metzamtzim, to be able to be enclosed in the Holy of Holies. So too is every Jew supposed to feel Elikeinu. Elikai, my God, in the Pneumius, in the inwardness of who we are. That's Elikeichem, and that's how we're supposed to live in such a way of Elikeinu that God has contracted within us, but we don't feel that in our soul, because that sin separates to that feeling of being able to feel the light of God in a pneumistic way within us, but in truth it's not just mamer sins, but the gashmis and chumis, the goof, that the physicality and coarseness of the body becomes a partition that separates and makes us weak and crooked and go after the ways of the body and that separates from the elikus, the godliness and the soul and makes the soul weaker like the Zohar says that the strength of the body is the weakness of the soul took for the goof of and so we're not able to have that meditation to have a real effect on us to have love and fear of Hashem in a real way and that's, the fa- that's how we end up in Mitzrayim in Egypt, in the poorness of das, of consciousness, that we're not able to have a real meditation to cause ourselves to be really filled with passion, love of Hashem, because of the coarseness of the animal, soul, and body that we're confined in. That's why Torah was given to Yisrael. That Torah is called Oiz. Strength, Hashem Oiz La'amayitain. Torah gives strength to the nefshali kiss, to the divine soul, to be able to overcome the coarseness of the body and the animal soul. Meaning the Torah has a twofold power that it gives the ability of the divine soul to become included in Orin Sof and God's infinite light. That when one learns Torah, that one's nefshali kiss is becoming miyuchad and bottled, nullified and unified within God's infinite light, mamish, and at the same time and through that Torah also weakens the body and the animal soul, that they should also agree to this bittel because Torah is called tushia, that it's salvation and it weakens. That it weakens the power of the sitra achra that's enclosed in the 
the body, and that's the Indian of Torah, but they're a chlal to weaken the power of the Nefshah Bahamas. And Alpiza, we could understand the difference between the first Luchais and the before Cheta Egel, and the second Luchais after Cheta Egel, because the first Luchais were only the Klali Torah. What does it mean that the first tablets only had a Sarasa Dibris? It means they would have had the Klalim, the general ideas of Torah. That's what it means. They would have been a Sarasa Dibris, or the Gemara says the five books of Moshe, meaning only Torah meaning that Torah would have only needed to be. If there would not have been the sin of the golden calf, by the first Luchais, there would not be the need to weaken the side of the body, and therefore Torah would have been enough for Torah to be given in a way of only Klalim of the general principles of Torah, of of a revealed state of Chachma, Chachma in a state of Klal meaning a general revelation of the light of Torah without too much specifics, just the Torah Shebechsav of the Ten Commandments or the Five Books of Moshe and Yeshua would have been enough to reveal the truth of Torah in the world. But by the second Luchais is Medrash, Halacha, and Agada. That's what the Medrash explained. That through, through the breaking of the Luchas, we get Medrash, Halacha, and Agada. So now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain how the breaking of the tablets necessitates the giving of Halacha. And then he's going to get to how the breaking of the tablets necessitated the giving of Medrash and Agoda. In other words, he's going to differentiate that, yes, through the descent and the enclothing of the Jewish people into the darkness of the Sitra Achor that their souls have in it, the Zuam of the animal soul, that caused the necessity of more Halacha being given in the world, and he's going to explain why first halacha, and also more medrash and agada, the ethical and story parts of Torah, why those were also added to Torah, dafka through sin. But definitely the main answer of the Mimer is that Torah is called Oiz strength. Hashem Oz L'Amoyitain. Torah is the strength. Torah was given to weaken and to rectify do the biror of the animal soul. So more Torah is necessary, the more darkness that there is within a soul. And so first he explained what's the Indian that, that through this sin and this descent and the soul having darkness in it, there's now more halacha. Halacha means the many, many various details, intricate minutiae and details of Tersha Balpeh, and not just Torah in a general way of the Ten Commandments and the Book of Yeshua and Chamishachum Torah. And what the meaning of that is, because just like when a person at the surface level of their chachma, the revealed chachma, you know something generally. But when you want to know the details of something, when you want to really get to know something deeper, you have to go into deeper levels of mind. Like we learned in the previous Mimer, you have to dig deeper for Mimchaim, new waters, to be able to have more details not just to know something generally, but to be able to have details, you have to dig deeper in one's mind, and that corresponds, everything in our soul, of course, corresponds to how it is in Hashem, that the details of Tershabal Peh come through. Torah, not just as it's Chachma, but Ta'aluma is Chachma, hidden levels of Chachma, meaning Chachma Stima, the level of Chachma Shebekeser, meaning God, so to speak, before the ten spheres, Torah, as it's still within God's 
infinite being of Chachamas Mestima, that's where the many details of Tersha Balpeh come from. And now that the Chet is in the golden calf, there's extra added Torah, because now that the Jewish people have this filth in the soul, they need the extra Pratim, the details of Torah, and the many Halachas, to be able to make the beer or to rectify the darkness within the soul, because it's known in Chasidus that Bechachmez Beriru, that to rectify, to be able to rectify darkness, to make a beer or want us to come to that place of God's mind that's above revealed levels of wisdom. Because in the revealed levels of Torah, the revealed levels of wisdom, there's a clear delineation and a separation between good and evil and light and darkness. So to be able to make a beer or to be able to separate and refine good and evil when they get mixed up together. That's the Indian of Birurim after Chedet Sadas, that good and evil are mixed up together to be Mevarer Borer. To separate these, you have to come to the transcendent levels of God's mind, of Chachmas Mistima. Which is where the, all the details of Tar Shabalpeh come from, and that's why we need now more details from that place of Chachmastima, the transcendent level of God's wisdom, to be able to rectify the animal soul that now has the filth in it of after Chayta Egel. Now the Rebbe Rashab says that this union of more Torah is not just in halacha and not just in order to rectify the mixture of good and evil, but there's another union, an even deeper union that causes that now that the Jewish people, the more they go to a lower level, need more Torah, and that is because of God's great love of the Jewish people. It comes from Hashem's eyes. Ahavarabah, the infinite love of God that's greater than Chachmastima, that's elicited Dafka by those Jews that are far away from Hashem, which is why as the generations went on, went on meaning the generations go on, there Chazal, the sages, added more fences and chumras and extra minutiae of dikduke soifrim and derabanans, and we see that, we see the whole Gemara is almost full of all these halachas and chumras, that Chazal were more stringent and added all sorts of fences and more details and protections for Torah, and mostly this was all added in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, the second temple, which of course was on a lower level, and even and contrary to what some think, that Durabonans are Khalila less than a Deraisa, it's known that the Gedorim and Syogim, the fences of the Divrei Sofrim, that the Chazal added, their root is extremely high, to the extent, like it says in Shir Hashirim, Ki toivim doidecha miyayin, your love is greater, more beloved than wine. Amr Knesset Yisrael, if Kaddish Baruch, the Jewish people say, Ta Hashem HaRevim alai Divrei Sofrim, Yoyser Miyayin Torah, the words of Chazal of the sages, are sweeter to me more than the wine of Torah, wine of of Torah is Pnimius of Torah, Nichnas Yain Yotzasoid. Wine of Torah is the Kabbalah, the secrets of Torah, and yet the words of Chazal of the Durabanan are more sweet to Knesset Yisrael than more than the secrets of Torah, because the Gedorim and the Chumras, the added stringencies of Chazal, and the Musr and the Agodis, the stories and Pirkei Ovis. All of these come from God's Ahavaraba, the great love that God has for us. That's the real source of all this added Torah. As the Pasuk says in Malachi, Omar Havaya, I love you, God says. 
So that's why he adds these extra stringencies, like a marshal, the parable of a person, because he loves his son so much. He's so careful and is medactic and is stringent to add an extra protection and an extra protection and fences and everything he possibly can to protect his child, even against the child's will, in order that he should be clean and pure from everything, so too with God's love. To us, Hashem's machmer and medactic on us with dikduke seifrim with added chazals and darabonans, which is divrei Torah, say the aspect of Hashem's Torah that's not coming from Hashem's wisdom, it's coming from Hashem's ahavarabba. The chazals are more sweet to us because they're coming from Hashem's ahavarabba, the great love God has for us and therefore adds these extra fences. To refine us that we should be good and we should be clean before Hashem. Therefore, he adds all these extra fences and the chazals and the darabonans which come from Hashem's Ahavarabah to us. And therefore, that also causes that these chazals is the added strength that our souls need that we should have more Ahava. Like we learned earlier that because of the, the confine in the prison of the body and animal soul, sometimes we're not able to come to feel love of Hashem. And so therefore Torah was given to us to give strength to the divine soul. But now... For Torah to give strength to the divine soul, it's not enough just the deraisas. We need the derabanans and the chazal also. That added Torah that's coming from God's avarabah to us. That we we need that to be able that we should feel ava for Hashem. Because when the Beis Hamikdash was around, we were on a higher level, and it was enough with their ISIS Because our our spirits were loyal to God, and we didn't were not drawn after the ropes of taivas gashmim, of physical lusts, and it was much easier to come to a flame in Avedis Hashem, even without so much having to awaken up the love. But as the generations proceeded and the hearts got less... No longer is the heart able to come to a fire of love for God, but rather we've been burned by the Aish Zara, the strange fire of love and physical lusts. And so much were, have these overpowered us, Rahman to the extent that we're not able to serve Hashem without this awakening from this Ahavarabba, this great love of Hashem through the Durabanans and the Chumras and all the details in the Sumerah, the Chumras and the Gemara and the Poiskim and Bva'asetoiv, the added divrei muster of that goddess in Pirkei Ovis. So the halacha comes from the Chachmastima, the Chachman Kesser, the details of halacha, and the Agada and the Musr of Torah, that comes from the Avarabba, the great love that Hashem has for us, and we need all of that to refine our souls now. And that's also the difference between the first Luchais and this last Luchais, that if the Jewish people didn't do the sin of the golden calf, it would have been enough to just get the five books of Moshe and Yoshua. That would have been enough light to rectify our souls, because at that point we no longer had the filth of the snake in us. We just needed a little of the Torah to, to refine us, because at the end of the day, even by Matan Torah, the complete refinement will not be completed until Mashiach comes. So we would have needed the five books of Moshe and Yoshua to fulfill the refinement that we needed until Mashiach, but that would have been enough. But through Cheta Egel, the sin of the golden calf, the filth came back, and now we have to rectify the Eitz Adas Teverah, and we need in the second Luchas, the Medjish Halachas and Agodas, which come from the Chachmastiman, the Avarabba. We need all that tirch and yegiyah, that extra avayda for birum to be able to rectify and f- fulfill the pagam that happened through the sin. 
And so, yes, if we would not have sinned, we would, have, would not have needed all this extra Torah, but through sin, we do need all the extra rebate Torah, and it's drawn from even higher levels in order to fulfill the rectification, the in order to separate and rectify the darkness that's been mixed within our souls, we do know that need that extra Torah from those high levels of God's light to make the beerer that borer. Now the Rebbe Shab is going to go and say something even deeper, because until now what he's explaining is that the Rebbe Torah we need to rectify our souls means higher levels of God's light. There's a very fundamental idea throughout Hasidus, and in Samach Vav, it's a very big theme. And here the Rebbe Shab and this Mimer begins to develop it, albeit not in a very revealed way, like it's within the words of Samach Vav. But there's an idea that Hasidus speaks about a lot, that when it's necessary to rectify and refine negativity, or in the language of this Hemshech, to make a dir betachtonim, to bring God into the tachton, into the lower place, there's two ways of that beer, of that rectification, of that unification of the world with God to happen. One is or yosher, milamala lamata, from above to below, which is through higher levels of God's light being revealed. That's how the Tachtan is transformed, so to speak, just like we're learning now. That through the higher levels of Torah from Chachmas Timon, from Avaraba, that causes the Nefesh of Bahamas to be overwhelmed by that great revelation of God's light. So that's one way of Dir B'Tachtenim, or bringing God to the world, but that's only by bringing God's light, Milamala Lamata, or Yosher. But what Hasidah says is that the ultimate dir b'tachtenim is that the tachtin itself, that the chayshach itself, that the world itself from within itself reveal God. That the tachtin as is, that the lower place as is, or chayzer, that there's a returning light that one digs into the place where one is and there reveals God. And that's the Indian of birur or chayzer. And that comes not from feeling a higher light, but the opposite, from being in the level of lower level, that low level, and there finding and connecting it to Hashem. And that's going to be in this Hemshech connected to the Avoid of being an Eved, of being a servant of Kabbal Samachul Shemaim. But now in this Hemshech, in this Maimah, the Rebbe Rashab is now going to show this idea within the mind itself. This dichotomy of whether one brings higher levels of God's light or finds God within the lower, the darkness itself, that kind of beer is in the mind itself. Because until now, the Rebbe Shab has been saying that the, re- the way to make the beer through more Torah is through more revelation of Torah, of God's Chachmas Diman, Avarabah, more Durabanans, and Agadatah, and Halacha. But now we go back to how this mimer began with the Indian of Yegiyah. That's how the mimer began, from like the previous mimer, the Indian of Yegiyah, but Torah having to toil and dig in Torah. And the question was, how could it be that we come to higher levels of mind through digging? Digging and toiling. And, we, and the Rebbe Rashab said, and we'll understand that based on this whole idea of the first luchas and the second luchas. But now he returns to the same idea of, of the digging. That just like we've been learning until now, the first luchas and the second luchas. That there's this difference that Dafka through the chait, through the yurida, the dissenter, comes more Torah. So too when it comes to the actual yegiyah. Through the birur, the rectification of finding Torah within the mind. Through birur, which is the secret of Tershabal Pegufa, the Indian of Talmud Bavli, the difference between Talmud Yushalmi and Talmud Bavli. 
In other words, just like in order to show what it means that the beer, the rectification of the world, happens through revelation of God's light from above to below. The Rebbe Rashab showed the contrast between the first Luchas and the second Luchas, so the Sarasa Dibras and Chamish Chomshatayra and the rest of uh, the rest of Torah. Now the Rebbe Rashab in order to show the beer of Orchazer, the Melamatalamala, the finding God within the lower, the darkness itself. To find God within the darkness itself is the secret of Talmud Bavli. Like it says, it says in Eicha, in the book of Lamentations, when we lament and say, God sat me in darkness, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, that's Talmud Bavli, that Bavli is Chazal themselves called darkness. As opposed to Talmud Yerushalmi, which has a lot more light, which is why all the rabbis from Eretz Yisrael are called Rebbe, with a Yud. The rabbis from Babylonia are called Rav, without a Yud, and from in the Gemara. And in the, those, in the, those that lived in Israel were called Rebbe with the Yud. Yud is Chachma, they had a lot more wisdom. There's a lot more light in Talmud Yerushalmi. Talmud Yerushalmi is a much more revealed easily understood level of God's light that shines in an open way without so much questions. It's just halachis psukas, the clear halacha and the clear revelation of Torah. That's what Talmud Yushalmi is. It's a very clear light of Torah. Agilui or Godlm Oidvachula, an extremely high light. That's the Yushalmi, a much higher light of Torah. And Bavel, the Babylonian Talmud is Chishek. And yet of course we follow halachically Bavel the Talmud Bavli, the Talmud of darkness. And that's because the ultimate rectification comes from the bearer of the Choshech itself, not by adding light, but from the Tachtan itself. And that's the Derech Halimud of Talmud Bavli, which is all about pilpul and questions. That one first has an understanding and then has a lot of different questions, which are all concealments on the Hasaga, as is known from the Zohar, the Rai Mehemna, that Kol Kushu, Mr. to the Klippa, that all questions come from Klippa, Gvura, that conceals Torah. That's what questions come from. The idea of Klippa, like we learned there's a concealment. That's what questions come from. The necessity of Pilpul. That comes from Klippa, which is why the Arizal, when he would ask so many questions in his learning halacha to the extent that the Arizal would sweat. Because by since questions come from Sitrach, or when one learns those questions with Yegiyah, with the digging, that's how one rectifies the Choshech itself, by asking questions, and then another question, and then one comes to a higher understanding, and then one has questions on that, and then a third time, until it becomes completely hidden from a person, and one has no idea, and it's so concealed, until one has Yegiyah, Harban thinks and digs even deeper until one is able to come to the pure light that's in the Seichel. And the light is more pure and more refined than like a person that would have gotten it to begin with, just like when it comes to wine. When one needs to filter wine, one puns, puts, it, puts it through a filter, a misananas, to make the wine pure. You filter it a couple of times to take out all the sediments and the things that's in the, the psoilus, the refuse that's in the grapes. You have to put it through the filter a couple of times until you get out all the things that's in it and so too when a 
silver smith makes silver and there's the segim there's the refuse the non-pure elements mixed in into the silver and of course all this is a muscle for us our souls that are like that wine and like the silver that has to be go through the fire of making a bilbul and the confusion within the silver of ascending and descending the silver has to be mixed with the refuse through pilpul and so too in learning through the many questions Questions one refines till one has a pure idea, meaning that through the questions and through the inconsistencies and digging and thinking more and more, one comes to a clarity of light within, even more than the person that understood it right away. Because since you refined it in a deep way, it came to be more pure. And therefore, the Rebbe Rashab says that that's like if you remember in the previous Mimer, we learned that first there's the blowing to get the flame out of the coal. And we learn that speaking words of Torah. Now we're learning that there's the hitting the rock, like the hitting of the flintstone to get the flame out. That's by digging and thinking really deep. But at the end of the previous Mimer, we said that what's even deeper than the Koyach HaMaskil, there's the Koyach Yuli HaAtzmi, how Seichel is within the essence of the soul. And now the Rebbe Shab says, there's an even, now in this Mimer, there's an even deeper thing. Then the refinement that comes from more light, and that's how do you get Torah? As it's mamish, one with atzmus, not just chachma gluya, not just revealed chachma, not just chachma stimar avarab, revelations of, of God's light, but Torah as it's mamish, one with God's essence, with helama atzmi, God as he is in his essence, before he reveals himself in any way, mamish, the essential pleasure of God himself, shashuim ha'atzmiim, that's when you have the chayshech, the darkness of Babel, and through the many questions, the biror, journey of life, so to speak, but so to speak, in learning in the mind, it's the investigation and the asking and the questions and the pilpul. It's the biro that happens within the place of the darkness itself. From the confusion of the darkness of Talmud Bavel, of the questions and answers, you come out the most pure light. But the koyach to come from that darkness, to come to the clarity, is from atzmus, from the essence of Hashem. And that's why the Rebbe Roshab is saying over here that it's not necessarily that you have more seichel, more light of seichel, right? That's the beer of Or Yosha, when God is revealing His light from above. Here it might be a lower, quote-unquote, level of seichel. It's a lower, it's just your seichel, meaning the tachtan, meaning the world as is, your soul as is, you're refining yourself. It's not some great revelation, but that connects you to atzmus. That's the idea of elikim, haven, darka, ein leiros, elikim, zulasecha, the whole Hemshech is the essential pleasure of God in essence, and that really is the Shem Elikim that's above Yudke Vovke, that's the Helama Atzmi of Einsof, that's God in His essence, Elikim, before He reveals Himself at all, which is the deeper meaning of what we learned in the earlier Mamorim of that. The no, I saw it because it's that essence of God of Eli Kim that's above any revelation. And that's, that is reached through Torah in a way of learning Torah through pilpul, through really thinking hardly and coming. Through the many concealments of the pilpul of Talmud Bavli, and again, Later on in the Hemshach, we're going to learn Bechlal in life, but now learning Talmud Bavli through the Helemus Vesterim, the concealments of the understanding, that within the darkness itself to find the light in the Seichel of your level itself, in the Tachtun itself.
And, and that's the deeper meaning why Moshe hit the rock, so Torah went down into these garments of darkness that we therefore need to be mevaro to do this biror. But through this biror, this rectification of the darkness itself, we come to Amitas or HaTorah Mamish, the essence of Torah as it's in the Hela Ma'atzmi, the essential being of God, Mamish, which is an even higher thing than what we learned in the pre-end of the previous mimer of Chayesara Bakol, Vashem Berchzavam Bakol, which was the Hiuli of Chochmah, the Chochmah of Torah as it's within Hashem. But now we're learning that Torah as it's within Atzmus Mamish is when Torah is able to refine the darkness itself in the place of the darkness through the pilpul. And that's the Yasalam Achakaloi, the Aden that will be given, the Zohar says, to those that squeeze and scrutinize words of wisdom. Through toiling and the challenges and working hard to come to the truth of the Kavana through many questions and working hard to get it clear through Orchazer, one comes to the essence just like when one f- works on a field. That when you take away those things that prevent the field from giving forth what needs to grow, so too when one learns in such a way, takes away the things from the mind that prevents the growth, the depth of what we are to come out and grow the revelations from Ein Sof of the soul, which is the aid and Atzmai, the Torah, as it's the pleasure of God in His essence that no eye saw. Through the Aryasher of Torah, when Torah is revealed in a straight way from above to below, one cannot come f- to that revelation of Torah, the Gilui of Torah, because no eye has seen it. So when there's a revelation of Torah, even the highest souls in Gan Eden, they can't see the essence, because the essence is Elikim, which is above revela- revelation, Elikim Zulasecha. But when Yaslam Chakale, when those that learn Torah to the extent that they come to the higher levels of their soul through the beer of the Cheshach, of the questions and answers and the search, they then come to that level of the essence that no eye could see, even eyes of wisdom. And according to all of this, now we can understand the Vayitan Lechayelikim, the bracha that Yitzhak gave to Yaakov, that Lechayel, why did he have to give him a bracha of Torah? Halei Torah was given to Yisrael, Achainian, that that Torah was given to Yisrael as Bechinus or Yosher, a revelation from above to below, the Luchas Rishonus, which is the Klal, the general principles of Torah that come from Chachma, that's the revealed open Chachma Vashem or Yosher. But Luch Sachrein is the second Luch. This is how we got Medjish, Halach, and Agod, and the details of Torah, which come from Talumais Chachma, the hidden aspects of Chachma, which could only be reached through Birurim, and the Birurim actually reaches even higher than the Helen of Chachma to the Helen Ma'atzmi, the essential being of God that's above revelation. And that was the brachas that Yitzchak gave, which is why he thought that he was going to give the brachas to Esav, because he thought that maybe Esav could be Mavar, his own darkness, but he made a mistake because the beer could only be Yaakov with the garments of Esav. And the brach is the pratim of Torah, that through the pratim one is able to be mavar esav, through learning the pratim of Torah one rectifies the esav in self and in the world and reaches the shashui ma'atzmim, the essential pleasure of God in self, the vit and the cha, ho elikim, elikim, heivin darka, the essence of elikim, that of ein sof that has not been revealed, b'chlal, that comes to through the toil of Torah. So the bruch of Itan the came that we, was the bruch that we should have the power to rectify all the darkness that we need to, and the power to rectify all of those birurim that bring us to the very essence of God Himself, the secret of where the birurim come from. Ve'itan the